0: Hello and welcome to a solo episode with me, Krista. It's gonna be a good one. It's gonna be a deep one. It's gonna be very vulnerable. And we're gonna have to go there because. I did a poll on my Instagram recently where I said, hey guys, what do you want me to do a solo episode about? And everyone was asking about this topic because I think they intuitively knew <laughs> what I was going through in my life. And I think half of them wanted the tea and half of them wanted the truth and the information about how and when to let go. So we'll go into both. So today I'm going to be talking about how to know and when to let go. And I think the art of letting go is one of the The most underrated skills, the most underrated things we can do, and something that is really overlooked, especially in our life of overconsumption, of social media, of more, 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 letting go is where it's at. I've had greater expansion, greater growth, greater opportunity, greater joy, greater love in my life from letting go, way more so than I've had from adding in. So today in this conversation, when we're talking about how to know when and when to let go, I'm going to be talking about my friendships. I'm going to be talking about my practices. And I'm also going to be talking a little bit about my romantic relationship. So if you follow me on Instagram, it's at its Krista. So it's at its Krista, K R I S D A. You might have seen my post. And this is something, um, That I'm going through in my life that's very, very personal to me. So this episode was inspired by something in my life that's very personal that I'm currently letting go of, which is a very deep and meaningful relationship I had with my partner, Justin. So he and I were together for 10 years. We grew up together. We were children together. We were adults together. We were very, very many iterations and types of people in our relationship. And I've wanted to keep this to myself for a while. This happened in 2022 because I have so much respect for he and I. I have so much respect for our relationship and even the relationships that I have in my life that are not between he and I. I've always been someone that wanted to prioritize the intimacy of the people that I love over my parasocial relationships with people online or over the larger world. And I want people to know how much they mean to me and keep them up to date with what I'm going through as an act of intimacy, as an act of vulnerability, as an act of trust. So I never wanted the world to know about this situation before the people that I love do. And ultimately, I never wanted to go outside for validation, for love, for any of the feelings that I was looking to cultivate in my life after the breakup. I never wanted to go to social media or outside myself to find it. And this is ultimately what I shared in my post. So I can tell you a little bit about this and then we'll move into the broader conversation. But I really wanted to lay the foundation for you understanding where I'm at and the power of letting go and how it's really been so transformational and beautiful. And for anyone that's in the season of letting go of a relationship, oh my goodness, it's really good actually. It can be really, really good. So this is what I shared recently in a post regarding The separation that I shared online. So I said, Justin and I are separating. You know me, I like to get straight to the (laughs) point. Let's not mince words. So Justin and I are separating. In an effort to be as transparent as feels good for me, I wanted to share with you. It's been a process that's been happening for a while. And now in this moment, he and I feel good about bringing you up to date. My real life and the relationships in it always come first. I'm so thankful for the container of our spiritual marriage, for showing us the truth in our souls and how what we wanted for our lives is now different. In my vows, I said, I promise to support you and tend to your soul as I will my own. And in this decision, I am keeping that vow. As Justin says, we are on different pages. Neither is good and neither is bad. It just is. It has taken me a year to get to the place of so much reverence for the path that I am on and the way that we have navigated this. We did it with love, with respect, and even joy. We've been friendly in contact and held each other through it, which I never thought would be possible, but it is. I mean, we grew up together, truly. We lasted three cities, various careers, lots of change, and two baby children, which are our kitties, if you didn't know. I call my kitties the babies. We lasted 10 years in human form. Justin has taught me so much about love and being. For him, I am thankful for the learnings of my deepest lessons. Mostly I'm thankful that we trusted ourselves enough to know when it was time. I have waited a long time to share because I wanted this process to be ours, for the experience to be my own. Not everything is for the internet. I am so thankful for your patience and love throughout. I know how intuitive you are. You never rush me and I am grateful. So little footnotes on that just because we're in conversation. So um, Justin and I were never technically married. We had a spiritual wedding and we just never felt like the state had to confirm if we were married or not. So I've never technically been married. It just wasn't a priority for us. Maybe it was subconscious, maybe not, who knows. So we had a spiritual wedding. So the wedding that we had in 2021 was just really, really beautiful and deep and meaningful. And I'm so grateful for it. It really allowed us the opportunity to look at how we wanted to live our lives and how we wanted to approach marriage and how we wanted to approach finances and how we wanted to approach community and how we wanted to approach our values. And without the container of that spiritual marriage, I don't think we would have gotten to this place where we realized that we were no longer going to be on the same path and we were no longer growing with one another. That we were kind of moving side by side, but there was less a connection that felt like was supportive of our growth in life. So it's still very meaningful. It's still very important. This decision and the clarity that I've had with it, the letting go of this relationship, has shown me how many decisions I've made in my life without this much clarity. And it actually scares me. (laughs) If I moved and acted and lived with this much clarity in my decisions as I have with this, oh my goodness, I would be, I don't even know. It would be amazing, but I've had so much clarity in this. And having the confidence to do the hard thing, to speak my truth, to be honest with myself has given me so much self-confidence and self-trust. It is the most addictive feeling. And I'll talk about this in a little bit. But what I've realized is that often with letting go or going through a breakup or letting go of a friend or a job or a career, whatever it is, oftentimes we focus so much on the difficulty of the conversation. Maybe it's with the boss. Maybe it's with the friend. Maybe it's with the in-laws. in that moment of how challenging that would be. But we forget about the fact that on the other side of that, we love ourselves more. We trust ourselves more. We believe in ourselves more. And we just can really live a life of greater alignment. And being able to be someone that now really trusts myself and really believes in myself and my ability to follow my heart and listen to my soul is the most powerful thing. And again, this has reminded me that I have felt so much more expansion from letting go than I ever have from adding in. In fact, I really discovered on this journey that living your greatest life really begins with mastering the art of letting go. So anything that you refuse to release will restrict your life. And to plug, but not to plug. So let's do a little plug. So the life edit is really about alignment. It's really about promoting your values by removing distractions, by getting clear on what is meaningful to you, by removing all of the parts that aren't. And this is what I found as the way for me to live my deepest, most truthful, authentic, beautiful life in the various areas that we do in the life edit. But so much of what I'm talking about today in this conversation of letting go is related to aspects of the life edit because again letting go is such an underrated part of the process of getting clear in our lives of creating space for more new of having a life that we love i am all about at this time in nexus in our culture and society that we do not need more programs we do not need more courses more books more podcasts more resources we need to edit them and find what works for us and let go of the rest I think we're all on sugar highs from all of this information and overconsumption. And really, we just need to focus on what is meaningful to us and really be able to let go of the rest. So again, living your most beautiful, great life involves mastering the art of letting go. And anything that you refuse to release from your life will restrict your life. So we know this from if we look at our careers. If we refuse to let go of that career or job that is toxic, that is draining us, that is not aligned, that is taking our life force, it will restrict our lives. We will see us lose our connection to ourself and our soul. We will lose so much of our chi. We will feel like we're just spiraling. I know for me that when I was in the corporate world and I was in these unaligned jobs and relationships for so long... I felt like my life force was being restricted. I felt like I was suffocating. I felt like I was a prisoner. And I know it seems dramatic, but when you have this vision and this vivacious nature and this dream for your life, it can feel that painful. And that led me to a lot of mental health issues. That led me to a lot of anxiety and depression. And it was something that was really challenging for me. So when I was refusing to let go of the job, it really, really restricted my life. And even in this case of my long-term relationship when i was resisting letting go you know we were both resisting the natural letting go of our relationship because it had come to a place where it was now no longer serving us it started to restrict us both where we were living we were both not our best selves and that can be expressed in a lot of different ways with bad habits with um you know anger with frustration with depression, whatever the feeling was, we were restricting our lives because we weren't making the right decision for us both by moving on from the relationship. So you cannot open the door to your future, the future that you want, the future that you're seeking, the relationship that you want, the friendships that you want, the job that you want, while you're holding on to your past. You really cannot move on while you're still holding on to the past. So whether it is that relationship or the place that you live or the career or the friendship, you cannot step into your new life until you let go of whatever is holding you back. And this is an energetic thing. This is a spiritual thing. This is a physical thing. This is an all aspects thing. We cannot just accumulate, 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 accumulate. We have to continue to let go. So we spend a lot of time adding things to our life. We add in new relationships, new friendships, new projects, new stuff. But when was the last time you intentionally let go of something? And when I think about the adding on, I can think about our to-do lists as a great example. How many of us are addicted with adding things to our to-do list? We just like add on, add on, add on, add on, because yes, it feels good to cross things off. But oftentimes we don't let our to-do list end. If we find ourselves coming close to, oh, there's only two more items on my to-do list. I have to add more. I have to continue adding. I mean, sometimes I'll put shave my legs on my to-do list because I'm just like, got to write it down. You know me. Can let it go crazy. Got to shave my legs. Got to shower. I mean, when I was in college and I would make to-do lists, honey, if there was anything of value on there, (laughs) painful, painful, a painful to-do list. And even now, I know that I can even sense that feeling when my ego is excited by adding more to my to-do list, where it's like, let's also do this. Let's also do this. It's almost like a fantasy that we just put out. where are like, let's spend an hour on our novel. Let's you know, go in nature for three hours. Let's blah, blah, blah. And it's like, how realistic is a lot of that? And even in relationships and friendships, I think so many of us are so focused on friendships right now. I think that's a conversation for um, our community. It's a conversation that a lot of people in the collective are having. And so many people are desiring deep, meaningful friendships and relationships, but they're still crowding their life and their schedules and their time up with unaligned relationships and friendships that don't feel good, that aren't nourishing, that aren't supporting your highest timeline, that aren't supporting your growth, that aren't supporting the life of your dreams, pretty much. And they're expecting new people to come in, but they actually have no time for them and they actually don't make space for them. And I've seen this a lot with um, some of my girlfriends that are single. And I'll see their schedules and, you know, the flow of their life. And it is so full, which is so beautiful. I think so many women right now have these deep, rich, meaningful, full lives. But again, we actually aren't leaving any space for a relationship to come in if there was to be one. So we always want to be mindful about our present selves and our future selves. And our future selves always need a little space for the relationship to come in. Y'all, I have to say that skin is something I feel really proud of. I feel like I've got my skincare regime and routine on lock. And one of the huge components to supporting my skin from the inside out was adding seed. So seed is something that all of my friends use and love here in LA because it's so, so supportive of a healthy gut microbiome. And I've felt like it's really supported my most beautiful radiant skin, a clear skin, a skin that glows. And it helps skin not just on my face, but on my entire body feel more supple, feel more radiant and just glow. It's also really supported my healthy regularity. So by having really beautiful skin, it has to start from the inside out. So it's supporting the gut microbiome and me being more regular. There is no better feeling than being super regular. Can I get an amen? It's why a lot of us drink so much coffee because we want to be regular, but Seed has really supported my regularity and also my healthy gut barrier integrity. It has so many beautiful benefits. Having a healthy gut microbiome is one of the keys to living a healthy, happy life, and I'm so grateful to be working with Seed. We love them. We've been using them forever. So you can start a really beautiful healthy new habit today. You can go to seed.com/almost30 And use code ALMOST30 to get 20% off your first month of Seed's DS1 Daily Symbiotic. That's seed.com slash ALMOST30 and code ALMOST30 to get 20% off your first month of Seed's DS1 Symbiotic. Okay, and I'll have to say, before we end this, and I say it one more time, getting and taking a supplement for more than one month is really key. So that's why I really love this discount because you're going to need to take it for longer than a month. It's not going to be a quick fix because it's going to change again your gut microbiome, which is so major and so helpful, and it doesn't happen overnight. It happens over time. It happens gradually. The best changes for our body and for our health happen really gradually. So you're going to want to get the subscription for Seed. Go to seed.com slash almost 30 and use code almost 30 to get 20% off your first month of Seed's DS1 Daily Symbiotic. That's seed.com slash almost 30 and use code almost 30 to support your gut health, your beautiful, radiant skin, your digestion, all of these elements that make life really good. This episode is brought to you by IQ Bar. Now you can get 20% off every IQ Bar product plus free shipping when you text almost to 64,000. Text almost to 64,000. And you can get 20% off every IQ Bar product. So the other day I was recording with a dear friend who you may know, Miss Sahara Rose, and she had been recording all day in the studio and she came out and was like, girl, I need a little something. I am starving. I've been recording all day, but I want something that's not going to make my blood sugar crash. What do you got for me? I said, girl, I got you. I got IQ bar. And she said, these are the bars that I love too because they have next to no sugar or net carbs. They are my favorite. We are on the same page as IQ Bar lovers. So I love IQ Bar so much because we had a few episodes about blood sugar levels recently with a dear friend, Jessie, the glucose goddess. And in it, she talked a lot about making sure that your blood sugar levels were stable. So you have an energy that feels really good throughout the day. And so you can support your optimal health. And by having a bar that has a lot of protein, a lot of fiber, is keto, paleo, vegan, gluten free. And doesn't have sugar or doesn't have a lot of sugar to support a healthy blood sugar level response is key. So adding IQ Bar has been so helpful for me because I'm plant-based, if you guys didn't know. So to support my optimal protein levels in my day, I usually have one or two a day. And it helps me get like an additional 40 grams of protein in a way that feels really nourishing, feels really satisfying, and supports healthy blood sugar levels. It's also really great for your brain. It has six key nutrients shown to support cognitive energy performance and health. So you don't have a midday slump. You can be super sharp all day. And y'all, it's delicious. I'm a bar girl. I love them. I've had them all. This one feels like the most balanced, the most nutritional, the most delicious. Banana nut is my ultimate favorite. Usually I'm like a chocolate almond chip gal, which I do love theirs. But I really, really love their fruit ones, like the banana nut chip and the blueberry ones. Incredible. So I want you to try IQ Bar. Get that extra protein in your diet in a way that feels really good for you. Get 20% off every IQ Bar product plus free shipping when you text ALMOST to 64000. That is 64000. Text ALMOST to get 20% off your order and enjoy. I also think when we think about projects in career, and letting go i will be coaching people for their podcast. so with podcast pro which is one of our businesses here at almost 30 we coach podcasters and it will be so fascinating how often people will be so afraid to let things go because they have this idea that they're a failure if they let go so as an example there was a podcaster that we worked with that is incredible has a great podcast, but was having a hard time doing the podcast every single week. She had a full-time job, she had kids, she had other things going on. And so I suggested to her, how about making it a seasonal podcast where you could batch it, you could spend a whole weekend getting it all done, you could go really hard for a few weeks to get your season of your podcast done, and then have more time in your schedule and in your day for your family and your kids. And she was like, no, I just... You know, I, I don't feel like it's successful if I'm not doing it every week. I don't feel like I'm being committed. I feel like it's not going to look good. I feel like I'm not going to look professional or like I want to do this for my full time job. And I had to say to her, winners quit. Winners quit. So people that are aware of their capacity of the long game of a goal and mission beyond what their ego thinks they should be doing actually know when to pivot or quit. And in this case, obviously, it's a pivot. It's to creating seasons, creating really, really good seasons you can feel really, really good about so that you don't burn yourself out, you don't force yourself to do a podcast every single week for the rest of your life, and then feel like you failed because you couldn't keep up with it because it's a full-time job to do. So how can we rethink about letting go and quitting and pivoting in a way that works for us, that is um, a choice, that is something that we're proud of, and that also keeps us going for the long term whether that's in relationships in career or in this case in a podcast scenario so there are so many things that we hang on to even when they're not serving us or helping us grow and as someone that is deeply dedicated to growth in my life and that is both internally and externally i have had to let go of many relationships in my life and um, if you listen to the podcast you may have heard my episode where I talked about my time in the darkness. So I spent four nights, three days in the darkness, in the middle of nowhere, in pitch black, just me in a cave, doing my thing, just me and my brain. (laughs) You can listen to those episodes. There's actually two where I explained them in full. But in the darkness, many things came up as they were meant to, And one of the feelings of grief that I had was around the heartbreak of being someone that has felt like I've left people behind because of my desire for growth, because of my desire for expansion, because of my prioritization of my soul over anything else. And this is a heartbreak that I am so grateful for. This is a beautiful heartbreak, but it is very painful you know, there is a more consistent, a more nagging, a more low grade level of pain that you live with in your life. If you stay in relationships that no longer serve you, if you stay at the job that no longer serves you, but there is a deep heartbreak when you feel like you have to follow your heart and your soul over anything else because you have to leave people behind because you become your number one priority, because your growth and not your comfort becomes your number one priority. And that for me has been a pattern throughout my life, whether it was friendships or jobs or relationships, I've had to leave a lot behind and it has been very hard and painful. And what I will say is that as I've become more conscious, it's actually been really beautiful because I've come to the space and place where I am in choice about what I'm letting go rather than the universe or my soul making the decision for me. And an example of this would be my first job when I was in management consulting. Um, It started to be unaligned. You know, It was a really beautiful, I really loved the company and the people that I worked with, but for me, it was not in alignment with what i wanted to do and i waited for too long to quit or leave my job and eventually got involved in a um, sexual harassment case with my boss that was um, created by my coworkers on my behalf and had to leave the job and this was something that if i would have listened to my heart and my gut before I probably wouldn't have been involved in something so messy or traumatic. But because I wasn't listening to my soul, because I had so much fear around my decision and my choice to leave this job or this company, the universe had to make the decision for me and put me in the situation where I really couldn't stay. This can also happen in relationships, where you can be in a relationship too long and eventually someone cheats, um, whether emotionally or physically, or something happens where basically it blows up the relationship. Oftentimes before we know or are in our conscious awareness or able to communicate our feelings or be in touch with our feelings, we are in situations where we are letting, you know, the universe or our guides or the situations really act on our behalf. And a lot of times that's not fun. I've been cheated on a lot. I've cheated on a lot. It's been one of those things where I just didn't have the emotional maturity or the wherewithal to really speak about how I was feeling or choose to be out of that relationship. So things would just happen. Everything would blow up. We would never talk again, blah, blah. So now to be in this situation with my ex partner where we are loving and kind and joyful and friends throughout because we chose it and because we know that by listening to our souls and by listening to our hearts that we can be friends and supportive throughout the process has been such a beautiful thing and something that I'm, I'm so deeply proud of. You know, there are very few things in my life that I'm more proud of than consciously uncoupling through this process. Thank you, Gwen. Just like taking it for the team every time, you know, just bringing conscious uncoupling to the zeitgeist, getting her ass reamed for it and just providing a space for all of us to really benefit from her being like the martyr for us because that's exactly what we did as conscious uncoupling. So the stuff that you know in your life, whether it's a habit, routine, relationship, whatever, is weighing you down and sucking your energy, but you can't seem to drop it. Could be things like the job, like I explained before, a friend. I think we've talked about this a bit on the show and with our community. If you want more on friendship breakups, how to know when and how to do a friendship breakup and how to heal from one, you can search friendship breakups almost 30. We did a full episode on that. And it could be things like holding on to clothes or pants that don't fit or emails or old bills or checks or food or anything. And this is in the life edit, which part of the program that I really love is the spatial edit. So going through the parts of your house and the things that represent old versions of you that you need to let go. And I recently did a life edit, a spatial edit in my room and in my closet. And I had so much clothes that I was holding on to. Like I had size zero dresses from college, from college that I was just holding on to just in case. I needed a sequins dress for anything just in case I needed to wear this like peplum top just in case I needed to wear this like blazer with like pointy toe shoes to the bar like crazy but I was holding on to it with hopes that I could probably fit in it again that I might have like a party that I'd wear it to who knows but all of it was taking up space in my closet as an example That was representative of me wanting to be someone else other than I was and also holding me back from having beautiful clothes that fit the me today or that fit the future version of myself. And in the Life Edit program, it really is like making space for the highest self to come through, for that aligned version of you to come through. The things that you're keeping do have psychic debris and do have psychic weight. I also love that within the program when we talk a lot about the digital edit or um, when we're looking at our digital footprint in life, we think that the emails that we keep just have no meaning. It's kind of like, oh, it's just building up in our inbox. But what's happening in our brain is that our brain is subconsciously processing all of the information that we're seeing. So when you have your email box with thousands of emails and they are just like, maybe it's an annoying one with a bill. Let's, Let's give you an example. I have ones right now that are Invoices that need to be paid but are incorrect, that are in my inbox, there's like four of them, and they've been sitting there for three weeks. And every time I open up my email, I go, oh, oh, those freaking invoices, I've got to do some math, I've got to sit here, I've got to, you know, pay these things. And it is actually causing a reaction in my mind and in my body of stress, of annoyance, of frustration that I'm acting like I'm not conscious of, but I'm subconsciously processing. So there's so much that's actually happening that is causing debris in our life, that is causing friction, that is causing pain and frustration that we're not totally conscious of. And these can exist in our digital life, in our physical life, in our wellness routine, in our relationships, all over the place. So for me, the action would be to take an hour today to go through those, to pay the bills, to figure out the situation, etc., etc. I would feel so much more mental space. I would be able to approach my inbox with peace and ease. And I'd feel better moving forward. But oftentimes we can just be like, okay, I'll get to that later. I'll get to that later. I'll get to that later. And all of that just accumulates and continues to cause us psychic stress. More importantly, anything that you refuse to release has the power to rule your future. This is huge. I want to freak out. It is so huge. This is huge for us to listen and learn. And this is me tattooing this on my face. So when we think about a relationship or a friendship that we are refusing to release, it has a huge impact on your future, not just you today. So when we think about our romantic relationships, this is, as they say, one of the most important decisions you will make In your life. The person that you choose to be with, choosing them and them choosing you is one of the most important decisions, if not the most important decision of your life. You are spending your time with them, your energy with them, your sexual energy, your creative energy, your children, your future, your finances, your home. You need to choose wisely and choose often and re-choose and You know, it needs to be something that you are an active participation with. When we think about our careers, you know, if we're refusing to release that career or that job, it will have an impact on your future, even if it's not that bad. Um, An example of this would be we made merchandise. So we made merchandise a few years ago and it did, did great. We sold out, but it was something that was so much effort. I can't even tell you when you're trying to do things that are Eco, organic, recyclable, size inclusive, natural dyes, all these things. For us, it just didn't make sense. But we could have been like, "Ooh, we're failures if we let go. We're failures if we stop. This is going to look bad. Everyone's, you know, blah, blah, blah. Holding on to that would have taken so much energy and time from us and our team. That really would have taken away from some of the things we can create that are more aligned in our future as a business as well. In the last year, we've actually restructured so that we can make space for the book that we are writing this year. And Lindsay and I made the choice in December of this year to restructure the team and restructure how we're going to exist as a business in 2023 so that it's much more streamlined, so that it's much more low-key, so that we're doing less launches, and it is just like an amazing evergreen business that's going to be running so that we can focus on writing our book. And by doing that, let me tell you, What we were able to bring in from a book perspective for the book deal and publisher, better than I could have ever imagined, but we had to really let go of those systems and processes and that were not serving us for the time to make space for this really beautiful aligned thing that we were creating. So some of my girls were over yesterday and I had my element packets on the kitchen counter and we were all talking about our favorite element flavors and how much we freaking love this product. I've been using Element for months now, Lindsay as well, and it is something that has changed the game for us from a hydration perspective, from a body balance perspective. I love that it has magnesium in it, which supports my sleep, supports my mood, supports my regularity. And especially if you're someone that is working out, someone that is intermittent fasting, someone that has a lifestyle that's busy, staying hydrated is so key. And what I like about Element is that it doesn't have any sugar. It's vegan-friendly, paleo-friendly, there's no gluten, and there's no weird ingredients. So there's other hydration packets and supplements that have so much sugar. I remember prior to Element, trying one of the popular ones. I literally needed a nap (laughs) right after I took it because it has like 12, 16 grams of sugar. I'm like, how could someone be having this much sugar in one packet throughout the day? It made me crash. And so, element is no sugar. It has sodium, magnesium, and potassium, these really powerful electrolytes with science backed ratio that support you through the day. Plus, the flavors are freaking incredible. My favorite is the chocolate salt. Don't knock it until you try it. Okay. I thought it was so weird before I had it. And now it's like my favorite way to have a little sweet treat. I also love citrus. I also love orange salt and I also love grapefruit. They're all so freaking good. I'm sipping on rent right now. It also like satisfies something for me, like a sweet treat craving. Sometimes when I'm wanting a sweet treat and I'm just wanting like a cookie or dessert, I'll I'll have those. But I just can kind of give myself a moment. And usually I'm just de-freaking hydrated. So. Element is amazing. It's backed by so many of the people we have on the show. So many of my friends use and love it. I use and love it, and I think you will too. So drinkelement.com slash almost 30. It's drinklmnt.com slash almost 30. Drinklmnt.com slash almost 30 and support yourself in feeling hydrated, feeling good, having energy, having better digestion, and having a more balanced approach to your life drinkelement.com slash almost 30 and try my favorite flavors, chocolate, salt, citrus, and grapefruit today and let me know which ones you love. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. I am the biggest fan of therapy. It is something that even at the times where I feel like I know what's going on with my life and I'm like, yeah, I got it under control. It's all good. I know what I need to work on. I know what I need to do, blah, blah, blah. I will go to therapy and always have my mind blown. It provides me this space to really look at the patterns and mindset that I have and provide me this beautiful mirror and space to be myself and a space to explore. And it's like, you don't want to be counting on your friends or family or partner to be your therapist. It's not what they're meant to do. It's not what they're supposed to do. It's not a healthy dynamic. So having a space where I can go and be messy and be myself and say the things that I might be afraid to say to someone else and talk about people that are affecting me, <laughs> that really I'm struggling with in a space that feels open has transformed me in the biggest way. I would say that the number one thing that has supported my growth is therapy and meditation. I was going to say meditations like equal. I'd say both of them are equal. And therapy has been incredibly helpful for me. My family and a lot of people I know use BetterHelp in addition to me. And I like because you can text your therapist just quickly if you have something that comes up. You can keep in touch with them. You can reschedule on the app. It's super, super easy. So getting to know yourself can be a really beautiful, lifelong process because we're always changing and growing. So finding a therapist or person that supports you is going to be major. If you want my therapist information, you can just DM me at it's Krista and I'm happy to provide them for you so you can get the great person that you want. On BetterHelp. So go to betterhelp.com slash almost 30 and get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash almost 30. Get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash almost 30. Get 10% off your first month. Start your therapy journey. Let yourself be supported. Let yourself be seen. Support your evolution through something that works, that is tried and true, and something I swear by. So betterhelp.com slash almost 30 and get 10% off your first month. So there's so much you can do to change how you feel in your life. We all know this. There's a lot you can do to change how you feel in your life. And there's so little value into holding on to what no longer serves you, into holding on to the practices, principles, you know, scrolling, relationships, overeating, binging, whatever it is, that are not serving your highest life and timeline. Again, in the life edit, it's beautiful because it gives you the prompts and information and support to go through all of those areas, to have a look honestly at all of those areas, to really support yourself in all of those areas, both tactically and energetically. But here we can talk about how exactly you are going to know when to let go. Eckhart Tolle says, sometimes letting go is an act of far greater power than hanging on, which I really, really love. So how we're going to think about this, how we're going to think about letting go So we're going to know that everything in our life serves a purpose. This is one of those things that if it's said too soon, you are like, I will crash my car into you. (laughs) If Someone's like, you know, everything happens for a reason. And you're like, I am not ready for that. But eventually, potentially, we could say everything has served a purpose. And I'm so grateful for my relationships because it serves such deep purposes for me let's talk about my friendships a little bit so the friendships that i've had or the friendship breakups that i've gone through or the friendships that have you know ended after a few seasons those have taught me so much about myself speaking my truth when i give my power away when i pedestalize people especially women when i um abandon myself for others And those lessons have made me so much better and so much more of who I am. I could not be more grateful for the purposes that they've served in my life, even though it's been painful. We have to also honor whatever it is that we're letting go. And when we think about honoring, I love to think about how can we honor the habits that actually have caused us pain or been very annoying. And an example of this would be my binging. Your girl used to binge. (laughs) I wasn't a night binger. I was a daytime binger. It's kind of a thing. And when I was really able to heal that part of me it was when I could really honor that part of me that wanted to soothe myself, the part of me that wanted to give myself pleasure or allow sweetness, or the part of me that felt like she was you know, being punished, or the part of me that felt like there was something wrong with me and had to soothe through food. So it's not only identification of the practice and letting go of the practice, but it's also honoring that so we can fully understand them. And in the personal relationships, how can we honor those relationships for what they brought into our life, even if it's painful? Even if it's painful, because pain is usually a portal towards our growth. If we know this from a soul level, we can see that some of the most painful aspects and parts of our life have led to the deepest growth and transformation. So, it is important that we honor whatever it is in our life. I will say that in my corporate job, in the times that I was in the corporate world for eight or 10 years, it was so important. And I'm so grateful for the business acumen skills, for the money management skills, for the work skills, for the connections, for all the business acumen that it gave me. Without it, I would not be able to build almost 30 with Lindsay, to build all my businesses, to live a life that I live. And although it was painful when I was in it and I probably didn't see it, I'm so grateful. So, how can we honor these things before we let them go? So, remembering what is holding on, what you're holding on to is holding you back. What you are holding on to is holding you back. I believe now that our sovereignty and consciousness now requires that we take ownership and create our own seasons in our life. So, I mentioned this before, but in my life, I had to have things happen to me to create change. But now, being in conscious, relationships with my life or in a conscious relationship with my experience i am creating the seasons of my life i am choosing for them to be whatever they are right now it was a relationship season it is a season of self-trust of independence and we can really create the seasons when we are in relationship to our soul and ourselves that's really the goal to be self-aware enough to be conscious enough to be sovereign enough to be in choice of what seasons in our life we are in I believe too that through the process, it's really important that we slow down so that we can hear the voice, so that we can have clarity. And I know for me, in my um, relationship example, I did not want nor appreciate if anyone was rushing me through my process. One of the greatest gifts you can give your friends and the people you love in their life is the gift of being in their own process, the gift of allowing them to be in their own process. And as an example, there was a time where I was having a meal with a few friends that I dearly love. And one of them, when I was talking about my relationship, this was very early on, and we hadn't made the decision to separate. And she said, you know, what if you're just done? What if it's just over? And I said, yes, I've thought of that. But what I don't appreciate is certain relationships not trusting me enough to know that I'm going to make the right decision for me at the right time, and not being with me on my journey or the process. So in my relationships, being with people where they are and that means slowing down enough to listen to trust to be there to um, really allow the decision or moment or um, choice to sink in and this is with anything we know that we cannot make other people change we cannot make other people grow and we know this for ourselves all of the healing that i've done in my life had to land in my life at the right time whether it was the mother wound, whether it was my relationship to my body, whether it was my codependency, whether it was my friendships, it had to land for me at the right time. It had to be something that I had click in, and I had to slow down enough to receive it or hear it or act on it. So we have to trust the seasons of our life. Just like the seasons, we are truly meant to change. So let's go to questions to ask yourself so that we can kind of think about change and letting go in this way. So some questions you can ask yourself are what changes are you wanting to see in your life? What are some of the changes you want to see in your life? Is that with your relationship? Is that with your habits? Is that with your job? What are the changes you want to see in your life? What do you need to let go of? These could be habits. This could be self-doubt. It could be self-sabotage. There are habits or practices or even people that you need to let go of. We can also think about what is an old habit that has been masking the pain in some area of your life that you maybe need to let go of. So this could be, for me, an example when I was binging. This was masking the pain that I had in other areas of my life that I needed to let go of. So old habits that we're thinking about letting go of or even people that we're keeping could be masking pain from different areas of your life. Maybe you decided to stay in a relationship too long because you saw your parents separate and that was really painful for you. And maybe you don't want to have that pain in your life come up again. Maybe you don't want to think about how painful it is to see people separate or to be in an experience where people are separating. So you decide to stay in a relationship that no longer serves you because you're afraid of the pain. There are a lot of things that we do to mask pain. And oftentimes we hold on to things. Because we are afraid of the pain, that's why hoarders hoard. Not because they love a bunch of newspapers and old photos and toys and cats. It is because they have so much pain that they are holding onto things in their life to mask it. And then there's also the question of what do you need to let die in order to create something new in yourself. And this is where I talk about winners quitting. Is what parts of our life or our experience or personality do we need to let die? in order to create something new in yourself. So for me, I had to let go of the belief or thought that to love someone means to, I had to hold on to them and means that I had to keep them and means that they had to be a certain person for me and means that we had to be in a certain relationship. And I realized that in my separation, that loving someone and loving my ex-partner in letting them go has been the greatest love of my life. It has shown me more love and truth than potentially being in a relationship was because now i'm able to love him for him for the person that he is for the experience that he's having instead of trying to love him for the person i'm trying to make him be and we can let people go and love them more than we can even keep them at sometimes so remember when letting go you're not doing something wrong you're doing something brave so if you're questioning whether or not to let go of something that's been there for a while it might feel risky and it might feel wrong. It might even feel selfish. For so long, so often when I was letting go of things, it felt selfish. I felt crazy. But it's not any of those things. Letting go is truly, really, really brave. If you're at the point and you're hanging on to something that really doesn't feel right for you, doesn't feel good, one of the bravest things you can do is to let go. What I've realized is that when letting go, we focus so much on you know, the conversation with our boss to quit the conversation with our partner to lead, the conversation with our friend to establish boundaries, and not the feeling of how good it feels after you choose yourself, after you make space, after you trust your intuition and speak your truth. Oh my goodness, I hope that for all of you. I wish that for all of you. In my life, the hardest conversations and decisions that I've ever made have led me to greater self-love than any self-care practice in the world. And your girl lives in LA. We do a lot of self-care. I don't have kids yet. We do a lot of self-care. So me doing the things that were actually really hard led me to deeper self-love than anything else in my life. The whole future lies in uncertainty. Live immediately. Seneca says that. And what I think is so beautiful about that is that we don't know what's going to happen in the future. So it's important that we let go today, that we live our life now, that we live in that future version now, by taking action and releasing the things that no longer serve us. So if we're talking about letting go of a relationship, let's talk about how to know when. So one of the first things that I think is really important to know when to let go is when your values no longer align. So if your values no longer align, if you no longer feel like you're on the path together with the same shared values, it's probably time to let go. It's also a good time to let go when you feel lonely in the relationship. In relationships, it can feel like there are times and seasons where you feel a little bit less connected than others, but I definitely think that if it's a pattern in your life that you feel lonely in your relationship consistently, it may be time to let go. There also could be a point where you find yourself making excuses for the relationship and your partner. If you are making excuses consistently, it might be time to let go. If there is gaslighting involved, if there is abuse, if there is, you know, things that are harmful or dangerous, it should go without saying that it is time to go and it is time for you to find the support that you need for that. It might be time to let go if you don't feel like yourself. If you find yourself consistently not feeling like yourself, like the best version of yourself, it might be time to let go. If the relationship is no longer reciprocal. This is really important for moi. I'm someone that has been in very non-reciprocal relationships and they were created and sustained by me if I was to take responsibility because I found that to be a place where I could control was by not having reciprocal relationships. It fed my ego, blah, blah, blah. And I'm also a very giving, giving, giving person. So if you feel like your relationships are no longer reciprocal, it might be time to let them go. I think in this case, It's time for a conversation first and communication, but it also might be time to let go. If you've outgrown the relationship, and I know so many of you are on your growth path and journey, and I'm so proud of you for doing so much work and for doing so much reflection. It is such a beautiful space in time and the world and our consciousness. But if you feel like you've outgrown the relationship, it is in both of your best interests to let go. And this is the last one of how to know when. And this is if you're going outside the relationship to have your core needs met. This is especially pertinent for romantic relationships. If you find that you are going to your friends, going to your boss, going to your therapist to continually have your core needs met, it might be time to let go. And this isn't me saying that your partner should be everything to you. I've actually never one time in my life felt like that, but If you are finding that your friends are the first person you're going to continuously all the time, or your therapist, or the internet, whoever the heck, and you're actually not going to your partner for the important parts of your life, or to have your needs met because they are not meeting your needs, it's time to let go. A tough one, but it's time to let go. I would say mostly importantly, when love no longer helps us to be the person that we want to be, it's time to let go. So how to let go? First, we want to recognize and identify whatever it is that we're letting go of, whatever pattern, job, belief, person. We want to commit to letting go of it. We want to make the choice consciously to let go of it in our lives. We want to accept things as they are. I think this is an underrated part of the process, is the true acceptance of things the way that they are and not wanting to change them anymore. So how can you accept things as they are before you let them go? We also want to accept responsibility. This is my favorite one because we are co-creators of our life and the situations and relationships that we are in. And when we accept full responsibility for them, we can become creative collaborators with God and the universe. And so accepting responsibility is a huge one. This could take a while. This may not feel like a fit for you in this time. It may feel like you have a few years or months before you accept responsibility but I find that there's greater healing and opportunity for me when I accept responsibility early on. We can forgive. Forgiveness is huge. In both A Course in Miracles and The Law of One, two books that I really love, the foundation of both of those texts is forgiveness. And forgiveness has one of the most important aspects of our experience here on earth. Forgiveness is freedom. And when we can forgive ourselves and forgive others, we are able to truly move on. And lastly, to take action, focusing on empowering yourself, focusing on your own growth, your own self-love, stay busy. I love staying busy. We can go crazy with this one, but I really think that staying busy with things you love is really important. And also seek help, whether it's a therapist, someone you love, a conscious friendship, an animal, who you love, seek help and support. So recognize and identify, commit to letting go, Accept things as they are, accept responsibility, forgive, and take action. Mostly, we want to let go and move on when love no longer helps us be the person that we want to be. So how can each of the habits that we have, the relationships, the friendships, the careers, help us be the person that we want to be? It's that simple. And when it's not, we have to let go. So here's to your letting go, here's to your growth, here's to your expansion, here's to your ultimate timeline, here's to the most fulfilled life of your dreams. If you're interested in the life edit program, you can go to almost30.com slash the dash life dash edit. You can search LifeEdit Almost 30 on Google as well. And this is a program that I just redid. It's the 2.0 version of it. It is so, so powerful. It has neuroscience, feng shui, Research, energetics, neuroscience, it is chock full of the energetics and the practical of helping you to let go to bring more joy, pleasure, and more of that aligned life that you want to live that is very, very unique to you. So Life at It is my program. I'm really excited. The 2.0 version is out. You can get it. Thank you for also being so supportive of my truth and honesty through the process of my separation. It has meant a lot that I feel like I've cultivated a relationship with my audience where I don't feel like anyone has pushed me or rushed me. And I've never felt like anyone has felt like they have a right to know information about my personal life that is deeply personal to me and meaningful to me. And you all are so intuitive and I know that you've known probably for a while and to exist in my own time and on my own path with you witnessing, but never forcing or pushing or questioning has been truly a blessing. And I am so, so grateful. Thank you so, so, so much. So I'll see you on the next one. I love you guys. Here's to letting go.